you think this is? The Idiotsyncratic Podcast? Where we are not I, PC I friendly. I should hope so. We're not PC friendly. Um, I use a PC. But Justin uses a Mac. Mac! I guess we are PC friendly then. Oh. <coughs> <coughs> See what I did there? I do. I definitely, definitely do. Definitely, definitely do. You know what's super weird? Huh? What would it be? The uh, the old dudes in the Aborigine tribes get mm-hmm. white for some reason. Oh, yeah. Like they, they coat themselves in chalk. Is that what that is? I think it's chalk, yeah. Oh, okay. I never knew. Wait, did you think they actually turned I, white? I don't know what I thought. It's all pretty much up in the air when it comes to stuff like that. I didn't think anything, to be honest. I was just like... Oh, look at that. Interesting. The older they get, they start whitening. <laughs> Interesting. It's like Michael Jackson. This is totally not PC, but I... Love rape. Oh, no. No. <laughs> Just kidding, it. yeah. That's you... going to be edited out of context. Yep. Yep. Coffee shops are going to take it and be like, this is why we can't sponsor them. Because they... And then play the clip. I love rape! It's one of those. Yep. Just in case you, you're new here and you don't get it, that's the joke. We don't love rape. No. It's called satire. It's bad. Rape's bad. I would eradicate rape if I could. I'm right there with you. Speaking of eradication. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, this is going to get really interesting. I almost raped your ears with some erratic comments. You can say that now. What does erratic mean? Um, It's not erotic. No. Uh, that's how I was using it, but... <laughs> Is that even a word? Erratic? Yeah. It's like... Um, um, crazy. Yeah, it's like crazy. It's basically, it's uh, unhinged. You know? Yeah. Almost sporadic. As if uh, there were no hinges. There's no hinges. No hinges on this podcast. Speaking of which, I, I recently figured out why they call it an entry shotgun. Mm-hmm. On one of the... I think it was Captain America Civil War. Such a good movie. There's a scene where they blow, they shoot, they take the shotgun and they shoot the hinges off the door. They're like, and then the door just falls down. Okay. I'm like, oh shit. That's why they call it an entry shotgun. Are you sure? Is that really why they call it that? It makes sense. I don't actually know, but I'm assuming. Yeah. I'm just putting, connecting the dots. Because I'm thinking like, this is, this is the first shotgun you get. You know, you're not an enthusiast, but you want some self-defense. I don't think. I think it's entry and like as in tactical entry. Mm. But you're thinking like if you're if you're getting into thinking shotguns, like a true clip, yeah. Then it's a new, it's a noob one. <laughs> this one's an entry shotgun. Yeah. You uh you get this if you're not ready to to go out and slaughter a bunch of people. It's a low learning curve. Point just, point, you just and point, click. point and click. Make sure the safety's off. Hey, guess what? Welcome back to Idiot Syncratic. Oh. <gasps> Big episode 15, baby. So smooth. We're on three hands now. Fifteen. Mm-hmm. We're on three hands. We made it. The first episode to be on three hands. It's ever. a it's a high five and a half. It's a high five and a half. That's exactly. It's a high ten. It's that's three high fives actually. But uh, if you high five somebody, your hands combined equals ten. Oh, okay, I got you. I, see, I'm not thinking in the perspective of working with other people. Oh, but we're a team. We are a team. You're right. That's, that, that's fucking teamwork. That's why I have you here, my man. So. I'm Justin. I'm your host for today's episode. Supka. That's that's what it's gonna be called. I'm, I'm thinking. 
Um, and with me is my man, who is always with me on this podcast forever and ever and ever and ever. Forever and ever. Mr. Asot. Bottom bitch, Alex Soto. Damn it. Damn it indeed. But you left your pseudonym off, so I thought you would do the same for me. You, you know what? You're right. I totally I forgot. I don't get to be afforded that luxury. What's, what's my pseudonym? Bitch bottom? Maybe. Fingers? Bitch bottom fingers. Bottom fingers. What do you got in bottom fingers? What? It's because they've been in the bottom. Oh. It's like a, like bottom feeders. Don't smell them. <laughs> don't ever smell them. You don't want to smell those. No, you know what? We need to pause so you can go wash your hands because I feel uncomfortable now. But we just shook hands. We, high- we high-fived in a half. Oh, man. At Big episode 15. So on today's episode, we're going to be getting into We're All Probably Going to Die. Can yeah. you guess what that's about? Is it about the Philadelphia riots? No. Oh. That's a good, that's a good guess, though. You know what's funny is that with, with Philly, if you win or if they win or, or if they lose, it doesn't matter. Yeah, Philly a riot's going to happen. Yeah. Philly always loses. Yeah. And I've, I've always said this Philadelphia, it's not the, it's not the place, it's the people. Mm-hmm. They'll go anywhere and they'll destroy everything That's if their true. team wins or loses. That is very true. Like, I want to say that Philadelphia is the asshole of America. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then I guess we have a lot of assholes of America. But then Detroit, if they move around, it's not, it really, it really is a, uh, it's a mentality. Yeah. They're, um, they're a plague. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's, you can't, they, it, it's almost like a cancer too. So they get in this area and it just kind of spreads and spreads and spreads, you know? It's mm. crazy. So all of our Philadelphia listeners, stop. Stop. Yeah. Get Please, better. Unsubscribe. Please. Unsubscribe. Get better. And uh, your interest is Hail Humans, which mm-hmm. I think is, we're talking about an extinction event. Yep. Are we really? Kind of. Oh, I, <laughs> I'm, more and more, I'm thinking we probably do have the exact same interest. Really? This would be crazy. <laughs> All right, so it sounds like we're talking about different things, but somehow the same backbone. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think we, I really think we do. Yeah. So like like I was saying earlier, mine is uh, absolutely terrifying in every way if you are human. So if you're not a human, it's a great um, philosophical thing that's that's going on. Okay, in that case, I think it might be a little different. Okay, cool. Because yours might be more positive than mine, then, because mine is very bad. Well, mine's a, mine's kind of a negative rant. Yeah, but oh my god, yours is about the Philly riots. Yeah, <laughs> is it really? Kind of. All right, it's about people being stupid. I bet just people being idiots, basically, in yeah. that in that in that way. Yeah, that's pretty good. Okay, so mine's yeah. mine's uh on the scale of infinity. What? Yeah. You lost me. You'll see. So try to guess what we're talking about before we actually hop into those interests. You're talking about like how big that little eight sign is, that sideways eight? How yeah. big is it? Yeah. So, you know, infinity is, you know, some, it depends on how you write that sideways eight. It's like you, a, can, you can make it bigger, you can make it smaller. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Infinity is a really weird thing to talk about. Mm-hmm. So get ready. So, all right. I okay. guess I need to put on my, my brain cap. Put on the brain cap. Put, put the brain back in your head. Okay. Stop playing with it. Sorry. 
So before we hop into those interests, we're going to recap last week's episode. You can't say that anymore, episode 14. Man, this, I loved that episode. It, it was, was so, so good. Fun. It, it was, was so, so fun to record. Yeah. Yeah, we had uh, my uncle, Scatootie Pooty Fruity Booty. And uh, fun- Scoots and Skirts, am I right? <laughs> fun fact, he's, what? he is a... Uh, uh, Necrotechnician? We should call him King Cadaver. King Cadaver. King Cadaver, my man. Yeah, he works on dead body. He works on parts of dead bodies. He's kind of like Soul King from Luffy, whatever that show is. One Piece. Who's Luffy? Just kidding. Yeah, he. Uh, He's an accessory character. <laughs> um, we got some pretty, some pretty disgusting insight into what he does. Yeah, it's pretty. Man. It was pretty amazing. Yep. Yeah, and also it was very interesting. It's very interesting. Yeah, and also he likes the football. Oh yeah. He'd be watching that shit. Watching that shit. All the all the damn time, man. No, wasting his life away. God, what are you doing? Go cut up more fingers and stuff. <laughs> Go wave to people. Go wave to people with severed arms. I wonder if him and his friends high five each other in, <laughs> in the office. <laughs> oh no. With other people's arms. What what did he say that got me so bad? Uh, yeah, I don't even I don't even remember. But it wasn't it wasn't even that bad, but just the way he said it and the thought of it just made me cringe. That was kind of the whole thing for yeah. me. Yeah, the whole thing. But there was one part. It might have been the eyeball thing. Maybe. Oh, yeah. The he scooper. said the scooper. Yeah. Oh. Ugh. Like a melon baller. Yeah. Ew. Yeah. It sounds like this. Oh, my God. That's what it sounds like when they, when they pop out. Yeah, that whole thing was kind of surreal because uh, I was hearing what he was saying and I was registering it, but it, it felt like not like I, uh, like I couldn't imagine it being true blue. Or gray human body parts there, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I've I've I was never squeamish at all, but uh, ever since I cut my hand and I saw how, uh, what what would you say? How you're what you're made of? I guess so. Yeah. Or you, your real body looks very fake. It looks oh, very okay. movie quality. Yeah. On the inside, I guess. Yeah. Is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. So I can't imagine just actual body parts of a person who was once alive. Yeah. And you're cutting them open and all that stuff. It, it it's yeah. like a game or a movie, but it's not. It's for reals. I think the uh the uh desensit desensitation or whatever. Yeah, desensitation. Yeah, desensitation that he goes through. That's probably the scariest part about it. Because I, I remember working at the bank counting all the money, holding, you know, Tens of thousands of dollars in my hand, and yeah. eventually became straps. Straps, yeah. Call them straps. Yeah, you can only have the most straps I've ever had was three hundreds. So three hundred hundred dollar bill straps. Oh, That's gotcha. thirty grand right in there. your in your drawer in the vault. You keep that shit in the vault. Oh really? Yeah, you don't touch that. Yeah, unless you really need to. But um, yeah, I mean, it's a lot of money. And the first time you get through, you're like, oh my god, look at all this money. But once you you know once you've been there for a little bit, it's Nothing. It's like Monopoly money. It's just you know. Oh yeah, let me. Yeah. This guy's withdrawing forty thousand. Uh, can I get that? Can I get an extra strap, please, so I can give it to this guy? Uh, yeah. it just becomes nothing. Just imagine doing that with human body parts. It's like, oh yeah, yeah move this, uh, move this torso. This hey, hey, I, I need a torso over here. Hey, I need a, I need a torso over here. Let me get, let my, me get two torsos and a finger. My bone saw is thirsty. I wonder if uh, instead of. Like taping stuff down, mm-hmm. they just weight it with the uh, <laughs> like a human body weight. Ew! Instead of like paper weights, they have just like kneecaps. 
Oh, yeah. I bet that'd be a good one. Yeah. Instead of door stoppers, it's uh, tongues. Or, or just a head. That's uh, like a house of nightmares. You're telling me. Man. So, Scoot, call in. Leave us a voicemail. Tell us if, uh, if that's the way it is. If you guys just replace everyday items with body parts. Like, if, you're, <laughs> if your pins are just, like, sharpened down bones and you dip them in blood, you know? Oh, dude. A, a finger pin? Finger pin, yeah. Are you, riding, are you riding with another hand and it's just rigor mortis into a point? So, it's like... Oh. Hand on hand riding. Hand on hand, baby. Mm. Is that how it is? That t- that takes pin tricks to a new level. Are your shoes other people's feet? Did I, I told you that uh, when I was in the sixth grade, I could put my shoe in Paul's shoe. Yeah, <laughs> it fit. My <laughs> shoe fit inside of his shoe. That's insane. It's like protection for your shoes. The combination of me being little and him being big. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's a perfect storm. We're on opposite ends of an average. And not not only is he tall, but he's big. Yeah, like he's a big guy. He's a big boy. Big boy. And I talked about. Uh, well, actually, sorry, that's not what we talked about. <laughs> I, I talked about The Walking Dead, which was kind of um, relevant to to that. Yeah, to Scoot's uh, uh, professional career, I guess. And, and you know what I realized? For like three episodes in a row, I guess that you're talking about zombies, and then you finally were, and I missed it. Mm-hmm. Kind of. Yeah. Man. It was a hard teaser to get. You wouldn't have known it unless you well, knew about the door. As soon as I saw it, I remembered it. Yeah. But that was like the very first episode, wasn't it? Yep. Very, it's like the first 10 minutes. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, dang. Yeah. So it's pretty early on. But snap, it, it's always stuck crackle with me. And then pop. Yeah. And you talked about, you and Scooty talked about Super Bowl parties. Yay. Super yeah. Bowl parties. Super Bowl parties. Party people, party time. Mm, 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 mm. And the Eagles won, if you haven't heard. Yeah. Yeah. So congrats. Eagles, I guess. Congratulations, Philadelphia. Wow. There you go. You won. You made it. Wow. <laughs> the last Super Bowl I watched, the Steelers won. And that was like... I couldn't tell 15 you. 15 years ago, maybe. I don't know. I don't know sports. I don't know time. I don't know years. And what we're going to get into, with my interest specifically, time and years mean nothing. Mmm. Mmm. It's pretty great. I'm, I'm actually really excited about it. So you want to go first then? No, you're going first. Okay. Yeah. But let's hop into some newsy bits first. Okay. Before that. Okay. Okay. So I guess, you know what? I'm going to do, I'm gonna do you a solid. I'm going to go ahead and hop into mine first. Yay. Because I'm, I'm a good guy. I'm a decent, good guy. Man, this is such a first. First time ever that I've been a good guy. Yeah. Couple says they're desperate for mysterious Amazon packages to stop. What? Yeah, dude, check it out. I would wait. What are what's in them? <laughs> I might love. I might love that to not stop for myself. Right. Initially, it was somewhat comical. You know, another package from Mr. Amazon. I'd say, and let's see what's in it today. The person named Kelly said, "From miscellaneous electronics to arts and craft supplies and everything in between, Kelly and Michael have a treasure trove of items on their kitchen table. Their kitchen table is like just filled with open packages and <laughs> like." Like RCA cables and uh, SD cards, like just weird stuff. Uh, the packages started arriving and arriving and arriving, Michael said. At first, I was very concerned with my, that my credit card was being charged, but they haven't been charged for any of it, and none of the packages have return addresses or invoices. No way of knowing where these things came from. All we know is every one of them is manufactured in China. China. Huh. 
Really? Yeah. So their best guess about what's happening is that it's a popular e-commerce scam known as brushing, where items are bought with gift cards and are sent anonymously by someone trying to manipulate Amazon's reviews. So um, every one of the items that they have that were shipped to them have like five-star glowing reviews on Amazon. Because people got them for free or something? Uh, no. So I think this... I don't really know exactly how this scam works. Oh, but the, so the, the person who bought them and, and paid for them and shipped them and all that stuff? Yeah, but they're doing did it... Did the review. Yeah, so they're doing it with, um, with Amazon gift cards, which I'm sure are stolen. It's almost like money okay, laundering. Like so it's hacked they, somehow. Yeah, too. so they, they probably hacked into someone's account, took the money, used that money to buy Amazon gift cards. Put in a bought, random address. Yeah, random address, bought meaningless items, five-star review for... I don't know, whatever the product is or whatever. It's the equivalent of making a bunch of fake Instagram accounts. Yes, it is. Okay. I'm looking at you, um, fake Instagram account person. Me? No, I'm Wait, terrible. No, whoever, I'm terrible at social media. Whoever that is. I hate uh, it too, man. I really yeah, hate it. I'm I'm not millennial level quality. Yeah, we're not Danny. They're not Milkman Danny. Dang. So a spokesperson for Amazon told Boston 25 News that they're investigating situations like this and working with law enforcement to hold sellers accountable for violating policies and possibly laws. So some of the sellers are going to be held accountable for this. Why? I don't know. Like, I, I guess someone's got to be punished is what their, their thoughts are. But how can... Hmm. Interesting. I hope they at least do some... some Due diligence? Yeah, before they just like, it's your fault. We can't find the perp, so you're going down, you bitch. No, I just make things, sir. I'm, I'm sorry. I just, I just make things. I just make the world a better place by... Spewing my goods upon it. <laughs> yeah, you got Geppetto over here making just wooden, beautiful crafts. But there are no strings on me. And they're getting sent off to someone that he believes just wanted to buy it for because they, they admire his work. Because they, they, art, they want a passion for art. They have a passion for arts and crafts and wooden things. And they're being sent. The, and he's like, look, Ma, I got another buyer for my Pinocchio. I got a wooden thing you can be passionate about. Look, Ma, check this wooden thing out. <laughs> Drop trowel. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh. So that's what's happening. So there's uh, scams scams galore, man. Scams galore. And I still don't understand. Scam sandwich. Oh. Oh. Scam omelet. With extra mayo. Oh, God. <laughs> Open wide, honey. <laughs> Freaking gross. Why is he old? Because he's uh, Geppetto. Oh, yeah. Got that big old stash. Oh, he was old in like the 40s. Mm-hmm. So I, I... Imagine how old he is now. Probably 100 and old. Mm-hmm. I wonder how many olds he is. All of them. All the olds. He's probably as old as time itself. <gasps> Which won't matter in a minute. Unless he exists outside of time. Yeah. Unless he's uh, some sort of extra celest- celestial terrestrial. Mm. Wait. Mm. Mm. Oh, that was my mind exploding. That was the earth exploding too. All right, your turn. All right, my turn. So this comes to us from Utah. Yay. Yay. Yay, Mormons. Yay, Mormons. School tells sixth graders they can't say no when asked to dance. What? How is dancing even on their radar if they're such heavy Mormons? That's a good point. That's kind of weird, huh? Yeah. Well, I don't know if West Haven, Utah is specifically Mormon, but that's where it's from. 
So um, a Utah mom is upset about a school policy which sixth grade girls cannot say no when boys ask them to dance. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, I'll spare you the whole article, but essentially the school is trying to promote kids being inclusive and nice to each other. Mm-hmm. And just as they always seem to do with their stupid policies, they're missing the glaring point of how... Um, the in- psychological it can be towards for the girls to have yeah. to be basically forced to dance with anybody. They're also completely missing the concept of no itself. Yeah. I mean, while, while, while middle school can be a traumatic time for a lot of kids' life, it's probably the first time you start learning how the world is a mm-hmm. little bit, a little glimpse of oh, dude, that's some so people true. are dicks. Yeah. And you just have to deal with it. Yeah. And imagine how... How detrimental it can be for a for a young girl's psyche. Some a girl who's blossoming into womanhood, and they have no choice but to say yes whenever a boy asks them to do something, and especially something that can be intimate. You know, dance, yeah. dancing with someone, you kind of open yourself up. This whole thing sounds like a like a cult scam. You know, like it sounds oh. like like a breeding ground for uh, for mindlessness. You know, like a mindless follower of some sort of cult. And this actually makes sense if you think about it that way, because uh, may- maybe it's sort of teaching girls to be submissive <sighs> to men. Yep. Holy which shit! Which is kind of culty. We just stumbled upon a true blue conspiracy there, my man. Did I just do it, or did you do it? You did it, my man. You did it. <laughs> yeah. We stumbled upon it. You call me Conspiracy Carl. Freaking Utahns, you Mormon assholes. Yeah, you Utahns. You guys suck. Do we have Utah listeners? We might have Utah listeners. Wait, was Utah the place that can't pump their gas and all that stuff? No, that's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's Oregon and, and Joyzy. Oh. New Joyzy. Yeah, but I'm, I'm surprised Utahns can pump their own gas. <laughs> Man, that's crazy. They forced their women to do it. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Girls are not allowed to say no when asked to pump the gas. <laughs> Can't say no. Got to do it. Yeah. I don't care if it's three degrees outside. Yep. So this lady's really mad about it. And well, yeah. As of right now, the rule remains in place. So, of course it does. Yeah. That is so crazy, especially in, in this day and age. That is. I know. With all the PC stuff going yeah. around, you would think that it would be completely the opposite. But I think. Uh, uh, Midwestern states, especially places like Utah, are completely um, off the radar when it comes to PC. You know, they, yeah. nothing, none of the PC stuff applies to them because they are naturally so conservative and so far right that I don't even think they know about half the PC shit that's going on. Yeah, that's a good point because I, f- I forget about that a lot, how a good portion of our country, not just our country, even like we're even in hubs of um, people who know what's what. Yeah, there's old people who don't. Yeah. You know, there's there's people who don't look at the news on the internet or yeah. keep up with current events or stuff like that. You know, well, they, yeah, they only if they were to look at news, it's the same. It's Fox News. Yeah, it's yeah, it's yeah. Fox News, or it's the same local news station that they've watched for the past 30 or 40 years that, you know, isn't, obviously isn't a national news channel because it's, uh, 
probably extremely biased or they're very bad at what they do. You yeah. know, it's and, and we get we get used to. I guess it's it's almost a same. It's almost an echo chamber for yeah. us because we think that how can anybody not know about all these this PC stuff that's going on? But that's where I've never thought of it that we're way. We're only around people who actually pay attention. Yeah. And kind of you know are looking around the internet yeah you know people who listen to podcasts a lot, a lot of podcasts i listen to listen to talk about all those things it's so. it's crazy how the idea of a reverse echo chamber can exist because the fact that you are i, I mean it's like inherently if you're if you're not in that echo chamber you are outside of it which should mean that you're free and clear to 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 understand the way that the world works but Except, that could also be its own echo chamber. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that's kind of how uh, Trump got elected right mm-hmm. under our nose because everybody who I pay attention to was like, there's no way he's going to win. Yeah. But if you, uh, that one time when we were on tour and we were prank calling people and um, trying to get them to talk about how, yeah. <laughs> how their support of Trump and trying to bait them into saying racist things. Yeah. And it was. Like every single one of them to a T with certain certain states area codes that we were using, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And these don't sound like people who are, I don't know, commenting on the world. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They just sound like, sorry to say it, but these flyover state people and who make up a a good majority of of our country, if you think yeah. about it, you know. So yeah, when when they actually come out and voice their opinion, now we have it's. It's a strong opinion. Yeah, now we have this guy. Yeah, and per the Electoral College, too, the smaller states, the flyovers, the Midwestern, uh, the middle, the landing strip, um, they they have, their vote carries more weight than than bigger states. Mm -hmm. You know, just naturally because there are less people that that are there. So the minority can truly become the majority in those types of situations. And, And also the thing about Trump, too, is that he specifically spoke to a mentality that a lot of people um, have wanted for a long time is no more career politicians. We mm-hmm. want somebody in, in Washington to, sh- to shake things up. Yeah, and, I, can, I can get on top of that, but man. And, and while that's, that's a, that can be considered a sound argument for um, affecting change, it's, in this specific case, it's not good change. You know? mm-hmm. it, gr- granted, this is, this is change, whether you like it or not. This has completely shaken everything up, but not for the better. Yeah, it, it leads to the question, is anybody better than nobody? Oh, my God. Philosophical, philosophical episode, yeah, is, my man. That's the title. <gasps> that's the title. <laughs> yeah, philosophical episode. Good job. Yeah, yeah. And what was, the, what was the damn thing about again, the news bit? Oh, about girls can't say no. Okay. Okay, never mind. So we didn't go too far off because that is inherently a very philosophical topic itself. Yeah. Because then it's like, are you presenting the idea that these girls are less human than boys, than the ones who can present the question? I think think all they thought was, let's all be nice to each other. Mm -hmm. And therein lies the problem. All they thought. Yeah. They didn't think this type of shit through. Because you can't force people, you know? You can't. And that, that's a, at dances, that's a big part of learning to be confident in yourself, learning yeah. to go talk to a girl and, and stuff like, like that. Like you said, learning the way that the world works whenever right. you are at a bar and you yeah. might ask somebody out. If they say no, 
You can't force yourself upon them. Exactly. You can't say, oh, you can't say no. You have to understand that you will be rejected. Yeah, girls, not every girl is going to be into you. You you just can't control that, you know? This is such a destructive thing. Unless you're me, but I'm married, so. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, he's married. Back off, ladies. Back the fuck off. Whoa, holy shit. You better really back off. I'm aggressive. He's aggressive as shit. And there's only dudes who listen to this, anyways. And Amanda. You'd be surprised. Yeah. (laughs) That's what I was going to (laughs) say. Amanda and our wives. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right, let's hop into some interessantes, my man. All right, let's, and, let's get interested. And I said, you know, I said that you're going first, but I think I'm going to change it up a little bit. I'm going to be a good host for once, and you're still going first. Okay, well, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think this is going to be a heavier episode, yeah. so if you're just here to laugh or something, then you might just go home sad. Knowing us, it's probably going to be hilarious. Hilariously sad. Hilariously sad. Yeah. yeah. Like a black comedy. Or you just might. Actually, when you hear mine, it might make you want to go out and plant a garden. Um, after hearing mine, you're going to realize that the garden is futile. Mm. <laughs> mm. This is going to be great. Is that why I'm going first? Yep. I want to knock everything down. <laughs> cool, cool. So go ahead, my man. Interest me. Okay, here I go. Here I go. Pique my interest. Get, get me hard. All right. Philadelphia won the Super Bowl. As everybody already most likely knows, um, Philadelphia, the people, Philadelphians, the people, proceeded to just destroy everything. There were riots. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Were there any any deaths? I'm not sure. I'll try to get some stats. Stats. But I couldn't find any. But you probably can, because you're better at Googling than me. But, man, I never... What is a triumphant riot? Does that sound, does that sound right to you? I, yeah, it does. It's a happy riot. <laughs> it's so contradictory. Are you fucking stupid? I think they're stupid. We're so happy. We're going to burn shit down and destroy things. Yep. What kind of fucking Neanderthal mongoloids are these people? Yep. Like, think about it. When you... When, uh, was, the, when was... Justin, when was the last time you were so happy that you were just like, ah, I gotta break I gotta it. kill people. I gotta break everything. Let me write obscenities on walls. I've never flipped a car before, but... Who knows, man? If we uh, if we break 117 trillion listeners on this podcast, I might go out and flip a car, maybe. Yeah, but then again, I am a little more sensible than that. Barely, just barely, just a little bit more. And I guess you, whenever you said flip a car, I did think it would be cool if we flipped a car. See, so I guess I should try to be open-minded. Try to be open-minded, but I just can't. How's this for open-minded? Um. I typed in Philadelphia Super Bowl riot on Google, and the top two news stories that came up, one's from, the, uh, from Newsweek. It says, uh, Black Lives Matter, Philadelphia Super Bowl riots reaction, glaring example of white privilege. Okay. And then- Aren't there, isn't Philadelphia really black? Um, maybe. But, you know, I don't think the cop were the cops out there shooting them? Maybe, probably. Yeah. 
Mm. I think that's what they're comparing it to. And then the the second highest one is Philadelphia finally has a license to party as Eagles bring Super Bowl trophy home from the Guardian. So that's what they consider they're, partying. They're pretty uh, on completely opposite ends of the spectrum. One's like, yeah, congratulations, Philadelphia. Go go out and party. And the other one's yeah, like... You, you earned it. Yeah, the other one's like, privilege. Privilege, privilege, privilege. Yeah, white... You, you racist white pig. Mm. Wait, so... The, is the racist one calling the cops racist? Mm. Or the actual rioters? I think it's probably a combination of both. Right? Yeah. I don't, know, I don't know why it always has to be about race, though, which drives me nuts. I, I think the only reason for that is because of, um, because of society today. Because right. there, there's so, there's, there have been so many bad things that have happened lately that have been hinged on race and i think it's still it's it's almost like like ptsd for for people you know something yeah. happens it's like oh this must be because of race you know yeah even though it's some it, obviously sometimes it's not about race but i think that's still on the forefront of people's minds yeah and if if it's a privilege thing you say like oh poor people celebrate differently you know, they were raised in an environment different than ours. They have more aggressive tendencies because they've been conditioned that way through their their upbringing. <clears throat> yeah. I still say you can't hang out with me. Can't hang out with me. I still say I don't want you in my country. Don't want you in my country. I don't want you in my state. I don't want you flipping a car without me. Here's the thing. If you flip cars, if you break things, if you walk into stores and steal stuff, I don't care if everybody around you is doing it. You're a bad person. Yeah. You are a bad person. I don't care if it's a happy riot or, you know what? I'm sorry. I'll, 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 I'll take that back. If you are, here, here's when it's okay to riot. I'll give you, I'll give you two, two examples of when it's okay to riot. If you are a oppressed people, and an uprising. You're uprising against your dictator. Yeah. That's one. Yeah. The other one, it's kind of the same thing, I guess. But <laughs> if it's like a martial law thing, right? Yeah. And your government is just completely off the hinge and they're just y- yeah, oppressing you. you and, but I guess that's the same thing. Your survival basically depends on you standing up, is what you're yeah. saying. Yeah. And neither one of those are happy or triumphant. Yeah. Yep. You fucking chodes. And this happens all the damn time. This is not, it's crazy that this is, this is nothing new. You know, it's people for some reason when it comes to shit like this, don't learn from the mistakes. And, you know, and I I almost talked about this on Black Friday or the whatever podcast we did that was after Black Friday. Because it's kind of the same thing, um, or it's maybe not as bad, mm-hmm. but people are shitty to each other just because of some sales. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm yeah. not saying if you shop at Black Friday, you're a shitty person, but if you smash an old lady to try to be first in line, you're a bad person. Yep. <laughs> I'm sorry. And I, I normally don't like to make ultimatums because they're, they're the path to the dark side. You don't, you don't want to go to the dark side? No, I don't. No. But seriously, 
Like Ja Phil. Like, you know what I'm saying? Ja do feel. I do know what I'm saying. Okay, and so they're here. <laughs> this is... <laughs> I, I was really going to not sort of take this stance on this because I feel like it's a little too intense. But the reason why I called it Hail Humans is because I personally, as a human, and this might be humanist of me, but uh, I think that we're the master race. You pig. Yeah, and when I say master race, I'm not talking about black or white or Aryan. Well, I'm Mexican, so I can't be Aryan. Mm-hmm. But maybe you can, I don't know. Even though you're <laughs> I can Mexican. Look Aryan. Yeah, you're Mexican, but I'm sure you get along with those guys if, if they're, they're next to you. We have common interests, like... Um, like having blue eyes and, <clears throat> yeah, and sunblock. Eating and breathing, I guess. Yeah. That's, that's probably where they stop. No, but I say humans are the master race. Because we basically own the world. We have the highest intelligence. Uh... We have the most firepower, you know. I don't think animal any animal can can you know even hold, hold a candle to us. <laughs> and what you're saying right now is a hundred percent true, but also on a much larger scale, we are technically the masters of the universe too. Yeah, that we know of, I guess. But so far, yeah, and yeah. that's going to feed perfectly in, into into my interest a little later on. But that's. It's a great thing that you brought that up because human beings are the top of the food chain. Yeah. For very, very good reason. And unless something terrible were to happen, we will remain top of the food chain. Yeah. And uh, I'm not saying that we should be dicks, okay? I'm just saying that I'm team people. Like Joe Rogan says that, right? Mm-hmm. Team people. Um, I think you should be nice to animals, you don't have to be an asshole. You know, I'm all for animal rights to a certain extent. I'm not like PETA. You know, I still eat meat and wear leather and mm-hmm. things of that nature. But uh, when it comes down to it, I think we're the top race. And uh, much like a certain a certain uh, man from the past, I, I don't want to compare myself oh. to this guy. But uh, <laughs> Oh my God, is this Godwin's Law? No. I, maybe. But I feel like maybe... Certain parts of our uh, genetic legacy Mm -hmm. should probably be cleansed. I'm not talking about any races, right? I'm not talking about black people, white people. You're not talking about Jews. (laughs) We love love the Jews here. I'm talking about mongoloid people Mm -hmm. who are too aggressive. Uncivilized. Uncivilized. And just for the record, this is Godwin, Godwin's law in effect. You know what Godwin's law is? No. It's genius. I'm too it's, dumb. It, you know, it's uh, the longer a debate rages on, the higher the probability of Hitler being brought into the conversation. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. Okay. So it, it eventually reaches a point to where you've been in a debate for this amount of time equals 100% Hitler will be brought into the conversation. Oh, okay. Mm, so if it's like a little less than that, then it's ninety five percent. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. I've never heard of that. <laughs> yeah. Godwin's law in effect. Yeah. I mean, it it really does sound crazy, and I'm I'm not literally saying we should kill all these people or chemically castrate them. It's just a joke. But seriously, it's time for that shit to phase out. Is what you're saying? It, yeah. It should. It's some Neanderthal shit. And, it, and there's it, no place for it. Yeah. And it has. Um. Which is which is a good thing. It, this is not too bleak of a of a thing because 
historically crime is at its lowest point in history. I mean, you can you can kind of see it start to trail down um, as the years have gone on. So we are becoming We're on a good trend. We are on a good trend. We're slowly becoming more civilized and less shitty. But there's those pockets. Those pockets will always remain until we reach that critical mass to where all the terrible source code of our genetics have been wiped off the face of the earth, basically. Yeah, which won't happen, I feel like, because we're not really... We've kind of transcended natural selection, I guess. Yeah. You know? Yeah, no, I I hear you on that. Which is probably a good thing. I mean, let's be honest, but... Yeah, I mean... you know, Stephen. If it were natural selection, Stephen Hawking would be—he'd be long dead, right? You know. Yeah, exactly. And I think the the trick is for us to become so involved and so familiar with the human, but with everything that has to do with humans, specifically the human condition, that we become the natural selection process that we, you know, we stop breeding with, uh, yeah, with notoriously violent types of people, so on and so forth. You know what I mean? That we, that humans make smarter decisions and just by a sheer numbers game, those, that those terrible mentalities and, uh, processes slowly start to die off. And I don't think there's a, a quick way to do it that doesn't involve a literal genocide. I, th- <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. think I think it's something that has to happen over time, and it slowly has happened over time, which is a which is a fantastic thing. You know, um, it's no longer okay to go around rounding uh, a group of people up and throwing them in concentration camps. You know, I don't mm-hmm. know. I know that was only okay in certain parts of the world, but that is by today's standards. That's not gonna happen. Yeah, that's not gonna happen unless you know. Well, hopefully, someplace. Uh, un- unless uh, nuclear war is hinged upon it, like it kind of is right now. And I guess some would say North Korea is kind of like that. Exactly, but-, but nuclear war is hinged upon. You know, you can't just we can't just go over there and be like, God, ah, we got to get all these people out of here because then Kim Jong Un hits the button. You know, so it's yeah, he pushes yeah. his little button. <laughs> yeah, our our button is much bigger. Okay. Um, okay. okay. So while I. I'm totally with you on this. I I do think that this this stupid idea of you know broing down and destroying your city because your favorite team won, or any city for that matter, or any city, or rioting in general, or um, I don't even want to call it public disobedience because, like like you said, I think there's there's a time and a place to do that sort of thing, right? Um, But just the general uncivilized Neanderthal type behavior that has no place in the world today unless it, your survival is hinged upon it, I think that needs to go away also. I, I, I'm strongly in favor of that. And uh, even this is an extreme that most people can agree that is bad. But I was, while I was thinking about it, I was equating it to something that's even more <clears throat> on a smaller scale part of our every single day, which is uh, assholes in traffic. Yeah, you know, I think they're cut from the same cloth. Yeah, and I, I see there's there's this um this theme that I'm kind of getting to, which is I don't understand how people don't get that if you just do what's right for yourself, like so you know if you act selfishly, then 
it's not what's best for the whole group, mm-hmm. which what's best for the group is what's best for the individual, like statistically. Yeah. So yeah. whenever you um, take traffic, for example, if everybody would drive nice, you know what I'm saying? So you see somebody kind of in front of you with their blinker, you let them in. You don't speed up, and then when they cut you off, because they have to now because you sped up, yeah. you get mad at them, right? This asshole just cut me off. Well, like, if you had let them in, they wouldn't have cut you off. Exactly. Um, stuff like that. If, 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 say, all of that is, is gone and everybody drives, uh, I guess, nice to, nice to each other. Civilized. Kind of civilized. Like you walk on the street. You, know? you don't just fucking run around pushing people around. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because there's consequences. Yeah. Which people feel encased in their car, so there's kind of no consequences. Yeah. But I really believe that I, this is a utopian thought because this will never happen, but I really believe that there would be exponentially less. Is that even, that doesn't make sense, but you get what I'm no, saying. No, it does. That makes Le- sense. Okay. Less accidents, which means in turn, the flow would be smoother. I, th- I think statistically speaking, you're right on the money with that. Um, the majority of accidents, especially in the U.S., are caused by idiot drivers, are yeah. caused by people being assholes to each other, by road rage. And, and the, the, these people at, at the base level are putting their own, they think they're putting their, their needs above other people's needs because I need to get where I'm going. Yeah. Fuck everybody else. I don't, I don't know them. I don't care what they're doing, where they're going. Yeah. I just know I need to go where I'm going. Looking out for number one. And I'm going to go there as fast as I can. Come hell or high water. Yeah, but when everybody, when so many people think that way, and then you have accidents every single day, you get there slower as well as everybody else. Yep. Everybody is now going slower because there is more accidents. There's more traffic. Everything is worse. Have you seen um, how traffic starts? No. Is bottleneck? It a, kind of. Well, um... Is it the accordion it, thing? Uh, well, the the actual inception of traffic, and this is it's a it's basically it's almost a hundred percent of the time, unless there's construction or an accident, and a lot of the times accidents are caused by this event happening. But um, there's there was a gif I saw online, and it it painted the picture perfectly because you're always wondering why the hell is there traffic? You know, there's the the idea that of course you know it's it's rush hour, people are trying to get home, but if you think if you really really think about it. That should not impact the traffic level. That should just that should equal more cars on the road. But if all cars are going the same speed limit, that doesn't necessarily equal heavy traffic. Mm-hmm. What causes traffic are assholes like that. There, there's a there's a GIF online that I saw, and say there's uh, there's four lanes of of cars, and they're going every going normal speed. Well, there's one car that will dart out and cut one. Uh, one lane off, and when that happens, it's like you said, it starts the accordion effect, and it kind of backs oh, that up. Shit. And then once that happens, it starts backing up the other lanes. Yeah. So just imagine, uh, you know, five thousand cars on the road, and a uh, hundred of them are a hundred cars are cutting other cars off, and then starting the accordion effect. Right. Well, that causes massive rush hour traffic. And you have all these waves of accordions. You have the, all the waves, and then uh, ev- you know, eventually it gets to the point where it does kind of bottleneck, and then. Every lane is traffic from there on, you know, even though necessarily their lane might not be affected, but it gets to the point where it just, it reaches critical mass and then it all just kind of scrunches up and then boom, you got a whole wave of traffic that you're stuck in. And that's directly caused by 
jackasses just try, try, looking out for number one, trying to get there as quick as they can. I don't care about this guy. Cut him off. Yeah. And naturally, a sensible person is going to stop or slow down, which means a car behind him is going to stop or slow down. Car behind him, car behind him. Right. Isn't that crazy? It is crazy. Which also leads to more jackasses being super upset being and worse. mad on the road because there's traffic and then doing the same thing. Yeah. See what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It makes me sad, man. Uh, I'm, I'm not a perfect person, especially with traffic. You know, I think we're all guilty of being assholes in traffic a little bit. But what I don't understand... Is and I think these people are uh, related to the rioters. Mm-hmm. The, the, I don't understand how people can love themselves so much that they see zero wrong in what they're doing, and everything is your fault for whatever reason. Yeah. Even like in the situation where I said you have your blinker on for three days, and they speed up because they don't want you in for whatever reason. And you say, fuck you, because I'm already getting in. I've, I've been slowly moving in. Or and then they honk at you. Yeah. And or, then they drive around and cut you off, and then they get real pissed off. Or you have no choice but to get in. Your lane is ending, oh. and you had plenty of time, and you were just kind of just giving that person behind you enough time. But they start speeding up, and then here comes a median right here, and you literally physically you have, to. have to get over, or you're going to die. Right. And it's like, then you got to cut this guy off, and then this guy's super pissed off about it and then shootings happen a lot of this shit is, yeah yeah shootings sure. are the the ultimate end to stuff like this it's insane i don't yeah it's don't such a counterintuitive process why people just can't be better yeah to each other i think it's a i don't and i don't know why it's such a crazy thought and I, and I know it's not but it's almost like an echo chamber yeah anybody i talk to will agree with me on this thing but as soon as you go out in traffic as soon as you look at shit in the world like black friday Philadelphia riots, mm-hmm. you see that there's rampant people who they might as well be sociopaths as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. And um, as kind of a final thought, I'm going to throw some probably pseudoscience. Get that possible bro science button ready. Mm, it's not bro science. Possible bro pseudoscience would be a cool button. We do that a lot. Possible, bro. I don't say it if I can't spell it. That's a lie. I can't spell most words. Yeah, you're bad at spelling. Most word uh, W. I give up. No, but so my final little closing thought is from. So this is how a lot of my science gets effed up because uh, it's probably slightly true. Because it's from the movie A Beautiful Mind. So, so this is all from A Beautiful Mind, which if you haven't seen it, I don't know what to tell you. What are you doing, dumbass? Yeah, it's kind of old now. But so it's a genius mathematician guy. And spoiler alert, he has like schizophrenia and it's just about his life. Crazy, right? But it's based on a true story. And I'm pretty sure the math equation he talks about is a real math equation. Because you could like look it up and I'm looking at it right now. And I'm too dumb to actually... Say what it is. Once you start throwing the alphabet in math, that's where you lost me. Yeah, I think it's called differential geometry is what type of math this is, which, okay. Uh, But it's actually a mathematic way to explain how doing what's right for the individual in the long run is not the best for that individual. And doing what's right for the group in 
in the long run is actually better for the individual. Yeah, makes sense. So even if you're just completely selfish, you should still be nice to people and not be a dick because in the long run, that's what's going to make... It is inherently better for you as the individual. Right. So just put that in your pipe and smoke it. All right. Shove that up your butt and smoke it. Get better. I know it's easy to comment on stuff like this. It's, I mean, it's, it's, I'm I'm talking about a utopian society is, is what, but if you're not moving somewhere, what's the fucking point? Yeah. We may, we may never get there, but we can try. I don't think, I honestly, I don't think you're, I don't think this is some sort of utopian fallacy that you're bringing up. I, this is something that is literally as easy as just don't be a dick. And it's mm-hmm. something that a lot of people, unfortunately, either cannot or will not wrap their minds around. Yeah. Doing, not being a dick, just in general in everyday life, is inherently better for you as the individual because it's better for the group, which protects the individual. And I'm glad you said that because the don't be a dick part, because, I mean, as long as you've known me, that's kind of been my credo a little bit yeah. sometimes. And I, for every single step of, me trying to get through this, I've just wanted to keep saying, don't be a dick. Just, just don't, don't be, be a dick. dick. Like, it, it just boils down to that. Just don't be a dick. That's all, that's all there is to it. Yeah. Do not be a dick. Just don't be a dick. Yeah. I think a lot of people are going to need to to realign themselves, too, with, with what constitutes not being a dick. You right. know, I, I think a lot of people's barometers are unfortunately skewed. Um, because of the, their upbringings and because of the, just the type of person that they are. Mm-hmm. But um, if... And, then, and another thing is you, you can... People all day can say that we're oversimplifying it because there's, uh, you know, maybe we're being classist, we're being racist, we're, you know, we're not taking into account all these other variables of, of, of people's lives. But... I say to that, even even for those people, just don't be a dick. And yeah, you would be better off than where you are. Classism, classism, elitism, uh, racism. If if people were not dicks to begin with, those things would not exist. Yeah, hopefully, there there'd be no. I'm, yeah. the idea of racism itself is is a terrible from horrible, people being a being dick. dicks, thinking that one specific race is better than the other. It's like, whoa, dude, you're a dick for thinking that. Yeah. Just don't be that. And un- uneducated. Yeah. It's, you know, so people could say, well, not everybody gets the education that you got, or not everybody had the opportunities to learn how to not be a dick. Well, it's like, well, <laughs> if I don't you, know what to tell you. Then. If you're a sane human being who is not schizophrenic, you know what being a dick is and what being a dick isn't. Like, you know, I was raised racist. Can't help it. I voted well, Trump. Yeah, it's 2018. You have a computer, bitch. You have, everybody has a computer right, nowadays what about in their the, pocket. What about the Ugandans that don't have computers and they're racist against the, uh, I don't know. If they have a family. The, the Hootsies and the Titsies or whatever. <laughs> Hootsies and Tootsies. If they have a family, they inherently have a barometer that, that shows them what is a dick and what isn't a dick. Mm, that's a good point. The most natural form of love is the love of, of a family member. Of having at least one family member. Yeah. Of, of being a human being, of understanding what suffering is. And if, if you don't know what those are, you are a psychopath, a sociopath, or you have some sort of mental illness that prevents you from understanding that. Yeah, you're and some since, kind of path. 
<laughs> you're some kind of path. You're a dicko. Me- mental path. And if you um, are like 99% of the world who doesn't have those issues, then you should know the difference between right or wrong. And then just don't do wrong. Yeah. I know we're, like you said, we're breaking it down to a very basic and uh, I guess minute level of, of human psychology, but it, it the, the resolution is that basic. Right. It stems from that basic philosophy. Just don't be a dick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we should publish that paper. It's the title of my book. The Just Don't Be a Dick Philosophy. Coming at you 2019. Coming at coming. At you. <laughs> Coming at your ear holes. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> well, well that's, that's all I had on that, my man. Thanks for getting me worked up. You're welcome. <laughs> um, now hide your rage boner before you get into your interest. Oh, man. So, <clears throat> all right. Well, we're going to go ahead and hop into my interest, in, which um, kind of negates everything that you just talked about, only on a... Only on a massive scale. In the, in the grand scheme of things, it is still extremely important to, to be a good person, in my mind, and to mean something to someone. In the, in just taking religion out of the equation for a second, everybody dies, life goes on, right? Um, we're all going to die at one point or another, and in the grand scheme of things, for how long... Um, existence has existed, how long human beings have been here, how long the universe has been here, our life is not even considered a speck on the grand scale, right? Right. We can't so, measure how small it is. We, there's, it's impossible <laughs> to measure exactly how, and that's, that's, that's flabbergasting. But, and, you know, uh, to a, uh, not a pessimist, but um, I, I forget what, the, uh, to a nihilist, to a nihilist, that would mean that I mean, you can almost equate it to, to mathematics. That would mean that statistically, life is meaningless, right? Mm-hmm. But I don't believe that because we have human connections and interactions and, and love. And I think that's what gives life meaning is are the people around you that you have made a positive impact on, that you inherently love. Yeah. And even though we may be specs on the grand scale, that you could mean everything to somebody else. You right. could be somebody else's entire world for that tiny speck of time that you're both there, right? For sure. So while, like I said, my interest kind of negates everything you talked about, I don't think it negates 100% of it. Because again, it, your life, you derive your, the meaning of your life from the experiences that you have. Yeah, and, here, and another thing is that people all have different meanings, Yeah, in my opinion. Or maybe not meaning what what to them is their meaning. Yeah, no, so, they do. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, maybe like you said, a nihilist might look at his impact on a grand scale as nothing. Mm-hmm. And I mean, what does that do for you? Yeah, it just makes you feel like shit. Yeah, you know. Or you can look at what you're doing around you, and you know, who it it reminds me of like Achilles in. Uh, was it Trojan War, or no? What was the name of the movie though? Troy. Uh, was it Achilles? Oh, Troy. Mm-hmm. It was Troy, and he's so obsessed with his legacy, you know, and uh, kind of screws his life. Yeah. Like instead of just living his life, he's more obsessed about 
if people will remember his name. And I don't know, to me, it's just kind that, of futile thinking. That's a wasted life. It's a, it's a thought project that is not helpful in any way. Yeah. And I think the craziest thing about that, the, from the nihilism point of view and the, uh, and I wouldn't even call it um, glassy-eyed point of view, but I think they're both 100% right in their own right. Yeah. Which is the craziest thing about it and which lends uh, credit to the gravity of existence itself. Mm-hmm. You know? So, and that leads right into my, my interest, which is uh, the great filter. Wait, and, which is what? And I'll, I'll go into it right now. Uh, so there's this YouTube channel that I, I love. It's called Kurzixai. Hey, hey, real quick. Don't tell me you're going to go into it. Just go into it. What's wrong with you? Sorry. Jesus Christ. Jesus. It's like we're not professionals. um yeah so this youtube channel called kurskaza they uh they do a lot of philosophical um and scientific 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 uh videos to kind of explain a lot of the more intricate forms of um of science and philosophy to to the masses basically so they're they're able to kind of condense all the information into something that everybody can understand and it's 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 an amazing channel that brings to light a lot of things that I had never heard of and probably never even considered. And one of them is their most recent video, which is about the Great Filter. So um, the Great Filter uh, is whatever prevents dead matter from giving rise in time to expanding lasting life. The concept originates in Robin Hansen's argument that the failure to find any extraterrestrial civilizations in the observable universe implies the possibility something is wrong with one or more of the arguments from various scientific disciplines that the appearance of advanced intelligent life is probable. This observation is conceptualized in the term of uh, the Great Filter, which acts to reduce the great number of sites where intelligent life might arise to the tiny number of intelligent species with advanced civilizations actually observed in the universe, which there's only currently one, humans. So like I said earlier, uh, we're the masters of the world. We're also the masters of the universe at this time because we have not observed any other intelligent yeah, as life. As far as we know. In the observable universe. Yeah, as, as far as we know. And the philosophy behind the Great Filter is that um, it is either a really, really good thing or a terrifyingly bad thing. So you can imagine the filter itself as a, a physical filter. That's what I, I'm picturing: a giant cigarette with that little white part. At yeah. The beginning. Okay. So, but it's giant. So we'll we'll put that. So imagine there is a. Uh, the world is smoking it. There's a there's a a, a a staircase, right? So. Would you say a stairway to heaven? A stair. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Um, so. The filter can either be behind or in front of humanity, in front of our existence. Um, if it is behind us, then that means that all other biological life within the universe has never been able to make it to the level that we're at, which would explain the fact that we have never found intelligent life in the universe. Because whatever the conditions for Earth may be are perfect for organic life to become civilized and intelligent life, to create everlasting life. Hmm. So while we, we may have a nuclear war eventually, and we may, an, ex, an 
extinct event might happen. Yeah, that we could, might get hit by a solar flare or a yeah, meteor. Yeah, there could be anything that could happen that could wipe out most of the planet, but human beings will rise again, essentially. As, uh, unless we are totally and completely annihilated, human beings will rise again. That's kind of what separates us from a lot of microorganisms and a lot of other um, lesser life forms, you know, not only on Earth, but that could be throughout the universe. If the great filter is behind us, then human, then human beings are the ultimate, the, the ultimate uh, race in all of existence. And while that's a good thing, that means that human beings are going to be around for as long as time itself exists, it's also a bad thing for the curious, you know, because that would mean that there probably is no extra terrestrial life out there, no, no uh, intelligent life out there. There are no advanced civilizations that we can learn from, that we can, um, you know, grow with, you know, mm-hmm. make allies with. There's none of that's there. We, we truly are alone in the universe, which sounds, <laughs> sounds terrible, but is actually a very good thing because that's if the great filter is behind us. If the great filter is in front of us, that means that our extinction event is coming. Mm-hmm. Statistically speaking, Without a doubt, 100%, our extinction event is coming. If there is observable, intelligent life in the universe, because that means that they have crossed that filter. They, the filter is behind them and is in front of us. That also means that... Um, Why does it have to be um, if, they, if they are in front of it, then we have to be behind it? If they are, if they are more intelligent and more advanced than us, then that means that they're... The conditions for their existing is to eliminate us. Not only that, but it's it's higher than our condition for existing, and it's to a degree more perfect. So that could uh, there was a I don't remember who said it, but if there was intel if there was intelligent and advanced life in the universe, it's the worst possible thing for us because they would eliminate us. Because of how volatile we are. Or enslave us, possibly. Yeah. Yeah. Because they would see the fucking Philadelphia riot and then be like, hey, we need to get rid of these Exactly, shit like that. Or they could go back in history and see the mass genocides that we've we've accomplished. You know, a number of things. We are inherently a a volatile species. um, And if there were a more advanced species than us, they could see us as a threat. And not... Not worth it, you know. They could see mm-hmm. us as um, as uh, something that shouldn't exist because it's naturally destroying itself, you know. So why why let it exist? Why not just rid it? Yeah. Especially if we Possibly. ever get, especially if we ever get to the point where we can start inhabiting other planets or in other star systems and spreading our pl- our plague, essentially. Yeah. Why not get rid of us? Or they might be. So advanced that they have a more benevolent thought process mm-hmm. and try to help us usher in a similar sort of place of where, like, what they've attained, mm-hmm. which is hopefully <clears throat> without rioters. Um, Martin Luther King Jr. tried doing that, and he was murdered for it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just because he tried and failed doesn't mean that we can't still keep trying. I, I, I 100% agree with you. And I don't think we ever will stop trying, but I always think there's going to be that degree of people who reject that sort of thing. Man, imagine it. Specifically, if 
advanced aliens were to come down and say, "Hey, we're you know we're we're benevolent, we're way more advanced and intelligent than you than you guys are, and we're peaceful." So let us help you do the same thing. Imagine all the religion nuts out there who have just had their beliefs completely crushed. What are they going to do? Yeah. You know, that's the, and that's just one aspect of the, of the equation. That's just one group of people. Just imagine other people, uh, just more violent people who are just like, oh shit, alien invaders, let's go try and kill them. I mean, we've seen it countless times in movies, you know, when, yeah. when aliens come down, peaceful or not, when aliens come down, the first thing to do the first thing that happens is the militaries all get together and they aim their, their cannons at whatever's coming down. Right. You know what I mean? So the, the whole basis of this philosophy is that human beings are essentially a plague that is too, that is too uncivilized to let survive if it were able to inhabit other parts of the universe. You know what I mean? Yeah, from the point of view of a, of a higher intelligence. Exactly. So that would mean that the filter is in front of us. Yeah, so we, we would be like uh, the flu virus. Yeah, yeah. Or Which we're trying to <laughs> eradicate rid of, yeah. or something, you know. Um, so, it, again, that's if the, if the filter's in front of us, then eventually... Eventually, we have our ex- extinction event coming. So again, uh, the two possible scenarios: that the filter is behind us, we're at the top of the food chain, so to speak, and that would explain the rest of the observable universe's inability to reach our level of growth. If it's in front of us, we will eventually run across it. If civilization gains the power, um, oh, so here's an example: if civilization ever gained the power to alter its atmosphere, it will make that civilization's atmosphere 100 percent uninhabitable 100% of the time. So it's like the, uh, the adage, um, absolute power corrupts absolutely. So mm-hmm. if we ever gain the power to alter our atmosphere for any reason at all, we, we basically have. We, yeah, we have. And that's global warming to, to an extent. Um, we will make our atmosphere uninhabitable 100% of the time. It will eventually happen. You know? Um, like what happened to the Martians. That's why they're not there anymore, and that's why it's uninhabitable. That's why, and uh, there will undoubtedly be more, far more advanced and dangerous beings ahead of the filter. Like I've said, um, also it's just a numbers game. The more life we find in the universe, the more evidence that we are in fact behind the great filter. So it's crazy, really. Yeah, because that would mean that we are on the step before the filter. You know what I mean? So that would mean that we're mm-hmm. right on the cusp of it. If the more life that we find, that shows that we are. But haven't we only found like single cell organisms so mm-hmm. far? Yeah. So wouldn't that say that we're? But we've only observed like this much of. Well, yeah. Well, that's kind of the problem, isn't it? The uh, this is kind of a non-argument because it's kind of petty, I guess. But mm-hmm. this is kind of, kind of the way I believe is. Uh, I, you know, thinking about stuff like this is important to just to, I don't know, grasp the universe better Mm -hmm. in your mind. But personally, I think we're so limited by what we can um, observe. Yeah. And uh, because basically what this is, is using what we know, which is our planet as a microcosm of for what could be the universe. Yeah. Right. 
And that kind of assumes that what we have observed in our world is how is it kind of the only possibilities, you know? Mm-hmm. And if if I think about it, and I I agree because that's all I know, you know. But that's why I say it's kind of a non-argument because yeah, you could always say all day. Uh, there, all all you can argue is what you what you know. Mm-hmm. But we you can't argue for what you don't know. And I'm a hundred percent with you. Uh, with the state that we're in now, with the timeline that we live in, it is absolutely a non-argument because we will never have the capacity to fully gauge any of this to be the case or not. Because right. we, again, we've only discovered this much of infinity. Yeah. Um, but here's the thing is that this does become an issue way down the road when we're able to discover this type of thing. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So right. for us right now, this doesn't even register on a possibility unless for some some freak chance we actually did discover you know um an intelligent life uh within the universe which probably will never happen because we don't have the capability for something like that so that would be like a freak instance or if we're as technology grows exponentially we're able to explore other universes yeah multiverse maybe if yeah if we can prove or disprove yeah, a lot of that the, stuff. The, the possibilities are in, if if the universe is truly infinite, then the there are infinite possibilities of what can what can be true and what can happen. Exactly. Um, but well, that's another weird thing because yeah, infinity is such a big number. It's weird for us to grasp to even think about. Yeah. Um, so the one major prevailing theory is that. There is no other intelligent life in the universe, and I know that's even that itself is hard to grasp because again we're mm-hmm. we're still dealing with infinity um, right and the theory is that we become every intelligent life within the universe once we have the ability to start inhabiting different sectors of the universe you know we're we're populating it ourselves, so we're we're the intelligent life that's populating gotcha so, so all these other planets, all these other star systems are just waiting for us to get there. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, it's possible. Yeah, and that's, again, that's assuming that we are in front of the filter. Right. Yeah. We, will never, we won't know that we are in front of or behind the filter until we gain those abilities. Or until we just, by complete pure accident, discover an advanced intelligent life somewhere else in the universe. Then we know for a fact we're behind, we're behind the filter and our extinction event is coming. Well, would be would we be though? Because if we discover another life form, I would assume that being that they didn't discover us first, that mm-hmm. we're more advanced than they are. Well, so I feel like that would still put us in front of the filter. Um, in that case, I think it's just a, it's it's a game of time because if we can discover them, eventually we'll be discovered ourselves. Especially especially if we're doing the kind of stuff that we're doing, we're sending satellites out. Um, we're starting to explore a little bit more of our solar system. We're sending mm-hmm. out radio waves. Uh, we we we've actively been trying to communicate with the rest of the universe. We've been sending out signals. Mm-hmm. So just imagine if one of those did get intercepted by a much more advanced civilization. Well, yeah, but uh, if you assume that we are the most advanced, mm-hmm. then even if we discovered other life forms, we would. <clears throat> Uh, 
we would still be in front of the filter. Yes. If assuming that we are the the most advanced, yeah. which we'll never know. But and and what what I whenever I say advanced, I I do mean as advanced or 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 more advanced than than us. So like if we were you know, well if if we're the same amount of advanced, then I think it is the possibility for diplomacy. Uh, there will most likely be wars. Right, yeah. and then hopefully, and then it, it depends too. With an equal threat of force from both sides, yeah, possible diplomacy. It depends on also what kind of beings these beings are too. You know, are they those super aggressive beings yeah, from th- Rick and Morty? <laughs> yeah, the the Zorpazorpians. Yeah, with the arms on the yeah. head. Um, I mean, can they breathe underwater? Can they survive in space without a spacesuit? You know, like yeah, to, to they, what degree can they suck a chode in the party zone? Can they suck a chode in the party zone? To what degree are they more or less advanced than us? Yeah, and what kind of vacuum is space? Is it a Dyson? Is yeah, because that's a good brand. Does it have Powerball technology? Does it? Does it Cycle the dirt out of the... By the way, how does that happen? Dysons will cycle the dirt out of existence, apparently. Do you know that? Mm-mm. Yes. For like, I think some of the original ones, like it spins the dirt out of the air. What? Where does it go? Okay. To an advanced civilization on the other side of Omicron Percy I-8, Alex? No, this is what happens. It, it becomes fractals. Mm. It's, uh, it, they become smaller than a neutrino. Mm-hmm. And then, if so facto... Sub sub subatomic particles mm-hmm. blink in and out of existence, which um, I actually heard Neil deGrasse Tyson say that everybody who talks about particles blinking in and out of existence doesn't really understand what it means. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, uh, what do I know? What what do we know? We're just idiots. I don't know anything. We're just thinking about shit that's above our pay grade. But yeah, that's why it's fun. It's also well, 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 well above our lifetimes. Yeah. Well, that we won't. Like I said, we will never have to deal with this shit un- unless we were to accidentally, in some sort of freak coincidence, discover a more advanced life. That's the only way that this would be, be yeah. any concern. Um, so, yeah. as far as like uh, my my beliefs of life, um, I've always been one who enjoys thinking about these things, mm-hmm. but I like to just almost not care. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. I mean, uh, you don't you don't have to care about this. Yeah, I know. You know, this I is know. not something that requires immediate care or attention. So this is actually why I'm comfortable pondering uh, this philosophy to potentially be true or not is because, <clears throat> I know it's kind of selfish to say, but it doesn't affect me. Yeah. It doesn't affect, it doesn't affect my offspring. It doesn't affect, there. Are, it will not affect the human race until so far down the line that we won't even be remembered. I love this because I feel like this whole philosophy is a microcosm of the way me and you both think. Like we both kind of think similar, but just like kind of different. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas I personally, since it doesn't affect me, uh, I don't care to decide if it's right or not. Yeah. I just uh, chalk it up to, I don't know, you know, Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know why I think like that, but uh, earlier I wanted to bring up this quote from Bruce Lee. (laughs) <laughs> is it the water? As a martial artist, nah. Is uh, absorb what is useful, discard what is useless. You yeah. Know? So, I mean, I'm not discarding it. I still like to think about it and stuff, but it's yeah. just if um, it doesn't really enrich myself. I think to to choose a side, mm-hmm. and I'm perfectly fine with just being in the middle or just being like I'm not really sure. 
That that being said, I still like to I still enjoy these conversations. I still enjoy going the distance yeah. of kind of trying to flesh it out as best I can. You know, just as a mental exercise, I guess. Yeah. You know? Sparring. Um and, and don't don't get me wrong, this this does not affect me in any way. I I do think that I have more of a I do lean a little more nihilist at times, especially when it comes to stuff like this. But it doesn't overall. This doesn't affect my daily life. This doesn't affect anything that has to do with me, uh, besides the fact that it's unfortunate if true. And it's something mm-hmm. that it's like you said. It, it's it, it's a mental exercise. It's something that I like to see as far as I can possibly go, especially when a theory seems to be sound like this one. It's like oh. Oh, that's crazy. What are the possibilities of this? And you know me, mm-hmm. I'll go down the rabbit hole as far as I, until I can't breathe anymore, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and with something as, I don't know, safe as this philosophy is, I think this is one of the best ones to get into for a budding um, thinker, you know, uh, so, somebody who wants to get into, you know, existential philosophy or, um, Really, your place in within the universe, within mm-hmm. existence, because it's this this kind of puts things into perspective, but it's so far removed from where we are now that it doesn't matter. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's a that's a good way to uh, to think about it. It's fun, you know. It's fun to think about as as bleak as it is. If it were true, it's a fun thing to think about. Yeah. So just just kind of rounding it off. Um, Wish I was a higher level philosophist, though. Flas, Flasfist. I haven't even read The Republic. I haven't either. Plato's Republic. Yeah. <laughs> I need to. I, I really do want to, but I feel like he is so far, so advanced, so much more advanced than we are that if I read it, I'm probably going to start zoning out and like, yeah. shit, I got to get back to it. But it's. All I can do is just um, pick and choose quotes out of context. <laughs> You're really good about that. Bitch. Just kidding. Bitch. Oh, bitch. <laughs> so as amazing as it would be to discover complex complex life within our universe, it would be fatal as it would signal the beginning stages of humanity's end. Our only hope is to be alone in the vast void that is existence. And again, it doesn't matter. Right now, if you're listening to this, it doesn't matter. Don't end up like the like the guy on Reddit who was Or or also sorry, I don't want to cut you off. Or also, I would say that if we are the most advanced, you know, if you assume like the advancedness mm-hmm. as we are the pinnacle mm-hmm. and we find that we're not the only life forms, but I mean, I guess we'll never know that we are the pinnacle, but assuming that we are mm-hmm. the pinnacle in the entirety of everything, which is, you know, if you ponder um, infinity. Probably unlikely, but well, but we have we have no choice. Yeah, you know we have no choice but to assume that we are the most because we have, uh, we have no frame of reference besides our existence. Yeah, yeah, but I'm saying so. If we do find life, other life, but for instance, single cell organisms, you know, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't think that would signal the end. Mm-mm, no, because. Uh, I mean, specifically citing single cell organisms that that would that is an entirely plausible thing for us to find. But the fact that those single cell organisms exist means that they will 
that they're not going to get to the level that that we're, we're at. Yeah, exactly. So they are behind. They're behind the filter. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Word. So it, it, your your theory of human beings being the the most advanced in the universe I'm is sound. Like if then. Yeah, yeah. It, it's sound. If then. Um, yeah. And again, because that's our only frame of reference, I think it's safe to kind of use that as our barometer for, um, for discussing who we are in the universe well, and, and how we fucking should... crossed. Am I right? Yeah. <laughs> Let's hope there's no aliens out there. <laughs> and you know what? This brings it right back to your interest. If we are the most advanced and intelligent civilization in the universe, I'm how about, sorry, how universe. About, how about we start acting like it? Yeah, we should be more benevolent. Yeah, you always want to be benevolent. I can't even spell benevolent. But you got to be it. Yeah, just don't. Be a, a dick. dick. That might be the episode title. I like that a lot. Yeah. Just don't be a dick. Yeah. It, that, now that's philosophy. Sometimes we philosophize. What is wrong with my tongue this episode? I think it's that whiskey is getting to you. I think that whiskey is made of like lidocaine or something. <laughs> Holy shit. That's some, that's some good stuff. You can pass it over here. But yeah, that's all I had for uh, our existential crisis that we might have coming up. Or might not have coming up. You never know. Never but know. the point is, it doesn't matter right now. What matters is stop riding, you dumbasses. Yeah. That's what matters. Yeah, that, that's, that's a change you can affect. I mean, you might not be able to eradicate rioters, but... Because uh, that's well, genocide. Yeah, or you might, not be able to f- <laughs> you might not be able to find out if we are the, the tip of the spear mm-hmm. intellectually. But what you can do is just one person at a time. Don't be a dick to them. That's all you can do. Spoken like a true, not a dick. Oh, thanks. You know what? You're not a dick either, bro. Oh, man. That makes me feel so good. You just made my day, my man. Yeah. My not a dick. Uh (laughs) I don't know how I feel about this. I have a dick. There we go. All right. So that's all I had for my interest. Um, Yeah. So, yeah. Don't be a dick. Uh, Get better. Let's 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 uh, let's act like the most civilized civilized uh, advanced civilization, yeah, in existence. Yeah, because if we're not, and they get here, we want to pretend like we're pretty on par with them. Yeah, it means the whites and the blacks are gonna have to start holding hands. Yeah, because yeah. you know what? If that happens, then since we're behind the filter or in front of it, I'm I'm losing track now. <laughs> since we're since we're gonna die soon, then all yeah. we can do is prolong it, and so just try to be like, don't kill me, please. Yep. Hopefully enslave me or something. <laughs> wow, that is so bleak. No, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Hope, yeah. I, hey, I'm just if then. I'm not saying this is my opinion. I'm just saying if then. That's okay. We're, we're in very bleak territory as it is. It, we might as well choose the lesser of two evils. Yep. Right? I don't want to die. Now, call me crazy, but I don't want to die. So let's, <laughs> let's go and hop into some uh, user feedback or mm. our listener feedback, I guess. Um, We've got a few emails. I love feedback. We got oh. a few voicemails. I love emails and voicemails. Same here, man. Let's go ahead and start it off with. Uh, we'll start off with some emails. We got one from uh, Amanda, and uh, she says, uh, "Just because I already left a voicemail, which we'll get to in a second, I don't want to leave two voicemails." Number one, I've read that not dreaming is actually dangerous. You can go crazy. Scoot is gonna go mad crazy. It might be because of all the bodies he cuts. I remember he said how he uh, he doesn't dream anymore. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I, I feel like that might have started when he started at that cadaver job. Probably. Yeah. Because so. that's, that's the beginning of the end for his sanity. Yep. He, uh, he's in front of the filter or, or, he, or behind it. I, I, I forget. 
<laughs> who, where even is the filter? And uh, number two for The Walking Dead, rumor came out instantly uh, when Carl got uh, Coral got his bite that he was actually fired. This came from a rant that his father did on mm. Facebook. Yeah. Uh, not sure if anyone has cleared anything up on that. There's also a petition to fire Scott Gimple because of Coral's soon-to-be death. So Chandler Riggs, who plays Coral, his dad commented on Facebook about the whole thing. He said, watching Gimple fire my son two weeks before his 18th birthday after telling him that they wanted him for the next three years was disappointing. I never trusted Gimple or AMC, but Chandler did. I know how much it hurt him but we do absolutely know how lucky we have been to be a part of it all and appreciate all the love from the fans all of these years. So apparently, not even, not even Coral himself knew that this was going to happen, let alone his, his most trusted advisors and his loving family knew if, about if, it. If that's true, I wonder what they fired him for. Because if they're, it must have been something dramatic. <clears throat> One theory is that, so The Walking Dead is notoriously, or AMC is notoriously terrible about budgeting, so they want to minimize the budget as much as possible and maximize profit. Since he was about to turn 18, maybe they fired him so they wouldn't have to pay him extensively more money. Gotcha. You know, and that's that's a theory. We'll never know it until... uh, you know, the Russians hack AMC's email server and tells us what happened, leaks those emails. Interesting, interesting. Yeah, so that's that's one. Uh, we got an email from uh, Milkman Danny. The, <laughs> the uh, subject is Alex is racist and The Walking Dead is shit. Oh, man. <laughs> and he sent, this is so good. He sent a, uh, a picture of, it looks like a food truck. It says, <laughs> it's like Don't Dead Open Inside. It says, Cotton Chicken Candy Nuggets. <laughs> oh my god it's yeah. what cotton chicken candy nuggets cotton chicken candy nuggets it's supposed to say cotton candy chicken nuggets yeah but... and you'll see it right here or I, I would have posted it by the time we've uh we've been reading it because i've been getting better at that so uh thanks uh milkman danny for calling us out on stuff i guess oh no oh, fuck that i'm not racist so what, what's what's the running thing you're you're racist you smell like shit uh, no, I is don't. That it? I don't. I don't smell like shit. I don't think you smell like and shit, dude. I'm not racist. I literally showered like an hour ago, two I, hours ago. I watched. He was here at my place showering. I showered. Saw the whole thing in his um, sink. And <laughs> yep. So he doesn't smell like shit. I definitely don't smell like shit. He smells like Old Spice. I probably smell like Justin because I used all his soap and <clears throat> shit. That means you smell pretty good. Mm. So we got two voicemails. Again, one of them is from Amanda and. Uh, Wait, so he didn't say why I'm racist? He just says I'm racist? No, he just says Alex is racist and The Walking Dead is shit. And then uh, cotton chicken candy nuggets. Thanks, Milkman Danny. Hey, you idiot. Hey, you bitch Um, So I was trying to listen to y'all's podcast, and I'm trying to do it at a timely manner, but... About time. I know you're busy, so I guess I will try to listen to it tomorrow if it's uploaded. Um, but I just wanted to be able to compliment y'all because y'all are doing such a great job. And oh, um, as one of y'all's friends, I do think that y'all's podcast is very natural. Um, and it's like I'm sitting 
eating lunch with y'all and that's literally how y'all sound and what y'all talk about. So keep it up. Look at that. Well, thank you very much. Thank you, Amanda. Thank you so much. We've been working very hard on it. And also not very hard on it. (laughs) (laughs) We've been working hard enough. Hard enough. We're hard at work. It's a boner joke. You get it. (laughs) And here's here's the second voicemail we got. Zing. Hey, guys. This is Ashley. I'm a little sick, so please forgive my voice. Gross! I was wondering, (laughs) why didn't you guys potentially think of or maybe consider... Whenever in The Walking Dead, um, Carl, you know, Carl, <laughs> cool, if cool. he was uh, maybe a diva, and that's why they got rid of him. They just killed his ass because oh, yeah. he was just a freaking diva and getting everybody uh, upset. So they were just like, we don't need you. So uh, I think that's a possibility as to why I didn't follow the comic. That's so, a good point. Thank you. Bye-bye. I, it's especially more good much more good now that we actually know, well, allegedly that he was fired. So maybe he was being a diva. Yeah. I mean, think about it. He was on the show since he, I think he was like seven or eight, something yeah. ridiculous. He was a baby. And, and imagine growing up in the limelight yeah, like in that. Hollywood. And not only that, but knowing that you're basically the Luke Starwalker, the Luke Starwalker of, <laughs> <laughs> of the series. Yeah. Yeah. Of the Walking Dead. Yeah. And he, um, I know I read an interview with him, and he said that he was an avid Walking Dead comic book reader. So he knew everything that was going to happen. Yeah. He knew that he was going to be the star of the show eventually. Yeah. Potentially, he could have let that get to his head. Could have been a total dick, a total it's been diva. A nightwear, nightwear. To, God, what is wrong with me today? I can't talk. Can't yeah, talk. He could have been a nightwear to work with. Yeah. <laughs> Nightwares. Nightwares galore. Yeah. So thanks for bringing that up, Ashley. Maybe he was just a little diva and a little asshole. Who knows? Yeah. Um, those three voicemails that I mentioned last week, can't play them because they're, they're basically ruined. But I'm going to do you one better. I'm going to read the transcriptions because they're so bad. <laughs> so part one, uh, I left my life feels good, feels like a good morning. I don't know if they're <laughs> damn it. Anyways, it's probably really loud because I'm driving pretty windy, so I don't <laughs> even know if we can. <laughs> this is like a bad lip reading. Uh, unique way I forgot to say the last all that. What's the bottom bitch and he does not like? And I, for- <laughs> and I forgot to confirm it and somehow, man, like PC, the girl's out. Okay. Here's part two. PC, the girl's out. PC, the girl's out. Hey, Scott again. <laughs> Scott? Who's Scott? I don't know. I forgot that. And when I, when I pause, there's a, there's a period there. I'm a couple of my fellows as I hung up. <laughs> I, I assume England Modern Warfare Day. He's going to be like this because I've had some firms of medicine. So this is my second confirmation code. <laughs> this is horrible. This is so good. We got it. <laughs> we got it. We got it. We threw out there to make, and then I also wanted to say, I listened to your podcast on the day is gone probably exactly when they drop. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm just constantly sitting in the dark spot, which lane with not progressing at my podcast that I need to come on like this, I might. Is he asking to be on the podcast? I, I don't know what is happening. 
Maybe. I'm, I think I, I think I might be getting. Uh, I might be. This might be painting the picture for me. What he's trying to say. Uh, man over there putting other podcast. I had listen. Yeah, at <laughs> that at me, man. I didn't mean. What? Yeah, and then uh, the last part. Jujitsu. Please call Rocky Concern. Rocky Concern. Are you out there, Rocky Concern? What, what was that other thing we had? Where is it? Um, oh, Rocky Concern. <laughs> PC the girls out. <laughs> Man, that, that Google Voice transcribed technology is so good. Dog shit. It is so good. So, hey, I wonder if they'll hire me to transcribe people's voicemails. Yeah, we can do it. Let's, let's just send. They should hire the bad lip reading guys. Yeah, PC, yeah that is ex- PC the girls out. Hey, PC the girls out, dude. Come on. All right, so if you want to leave a voicemail um, or a very bad transcription, uh, you can do that at 682-422-9458. Mm. If you want to email us, you can do that at idiotsyncraticpodcast at gmail.com. Mm. So, uh, yeah, there it is. Thanks yeah. for... If we have any listeners who are philosophically inclined and maybe actually philosophizers better read than we are yeah i would like to hear your hot steamy takes on today's episode yeah so give us a call give us a email yeah try it it out try it out give us a bad voicemail piss on me beat me yeah much love no hate much love no hate just stay glassing (laughs) all right my man i guess that's an episode i think that's a good one cotton chicken candy nuggets Chicken dicking. Chicken dicking. Cotton chicken dicking. Candy nuggets. Candy dicks. Candy dicks. Don't be a dick. Just don't be a dick. Yeah, candy dicks. You know what I like about nuggets? You could dip them in all different types of sauces, such as ranch, such as barbecue sauce, and such as um, America. That's what I like about dicks, too.